Jim Boone. I'm with Carl. We're at the uh, Westwood One Lounge in the heart of Times Square. Westwood One, and we're being choked by mediocrity and wires. <laughs> There's so many wires. Jesus. You think in 2019 there'd be a lot less wires? You think in 2019 this room would be nicer? <laughs> <laughs> It serves its purpose. I don't know. I walk out of Times Square, I'm like, same thing. <laughs> I don't need a lot these days. Oh, they should just install a rain machine in here to make it completely depressing. <laughs> just like a mist, like they do on the vegetables in supermarkets. <laughs> so we can do this in a mist of pain. A mist of I don't know. I, uh, they went to Ikea and got me a couch. I should be appreciative, right? Fuck. I'm still uh, going over my fun facts, my uh, my China fun facts. I, I, I think it was a big hit on the last podcast with uh, Des Bishop. I mean, you loved it. I crushed the, the, the China fun facts. I knew more about China than a guy that lived there. Well, he knows. He He's intimate with China, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He stuck it. He put his pee pee in the egg roll over there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that dude. He's a handsome dude. I bet you he pulls. He was very modest, but you ever you saw him when he started talking about the Mets? Yeah, you saw that tinge of Queens came out. Yeah, oh yeah. You can't love the Mets. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> you know, he's taking nunchucks to people's heads out there. <laughs> I, I I crushed the the China fun facts though. I forgot to use the one. Many Chinese emperors consider themselves to be descendants of dragons. How cool is that, Carl? Fuck. How cool is that? My ex-wife was probably a dragon. <laughs> <You think laughs> She'd be a Chinese emperor. A fire-breathing <laughs> dragon. Change your contacts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad because I think I got to finally move on from the uh, China fun facts. Oh, what a shame. Although I had one for you. Go ahead. You have Cuban fun facts? Uh, no, I'm I'm working on those. Okay, it's like half a page. Give me another week, though. I, and you'll do Cuban fun facts? Yeah. I'll I, know them all. I, no, you won't. Yes, I will. I, I'll get one that you don't know. Like what? Well, you'll make something up, and I'm too stupid not, to challenge you. No, I'm going to use the Google. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to use the Google. What about ketchup? Ketchup comes from a Chinese word for pickled fish sauce. Oh, wow. Being a chef, do you know, what is pickled fish sauce? Do you know? Yeah, sure. Pickled fish sauce is uh, it's a sauce used in a lot of stuff. <laughs> it is. Fish sauce. Uh, it's called fish vinegar. I don't know the name because I can't do like what he was doing. Like I can't be like, oh, yeah, pang, pang, ta. Like I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I forgot to ask, Des? What? Why, when you're on the subway, do Chinese people get so close to you and, and look at, like, if you're reading a book, they'll look right at the book or look right at your clothes, like, really close? They, they want to make sure you have a soul. <laughs> You look to be that serious. You know what's funny? I, I Is that you, a fun fact or are you drunk? No, that's a fun fact. <laughs> I, I I asked you about the pickled fish sauce, and then did you notice I leaned back and picked up my beverage going, here's a little time for the Opster to relax. And you had nothing. <laughs> oh, really? You were just ready to cruise? You went into I like fish mode again. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck you, Obi. That was so funny. Uh, like fish. You're like, you ruined the whole podcast, you dope. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, man, we did it. The spitting, yawning, grunting, and burping are behaviors when you eat in China. We went over that. Yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah, well, we have that here, too. We just It's not part of our – it's just because we're fat. Well, I mean, you burp, and people get really, like, uptight. And it's like, I think that means you're really enjoying the food, doesn't it? But yeah. you have to have some kind of weird manners. I don't know. 
I right? Enjoy that Diet Coke. Diet Coke is delicious. Diet Coke stinks. <laughs> At that point, drink a Coke. That's how I feel. No, I like the aspartame taste to it. Yeah, a lot of you people like that shit. <laughs> but if I'm going to have a soda, I'm going to have a soda because another, another fun fact about the, the Hughes household. Oh, yeah, I love these. We didn't have soda growing up. Soda was a delicacy. Really? It was for like us. Liquid caviar at the Hughes when, house. No, it was never at the house. Maybe every once in a while, but it would be the no frills brand that just said cola or something like Which that. Which was delicious in its own right. But we rarely had that. Uh, what our, would you drink? Tap water? You don't want to know. Please, I want to know. Uh, concentrated orange juice out of the can. You want to see the scar from opening one up as a 10-year-old? There you go. Almost lost my thumb. That's a pretty impressive scar. That's a pretty I, impressive. That's better than when you went into the, the sticker bush on, this, on the little mini bike. That, that scar is like 40 years old. And look how impressive that is. I lost... I. I almost lost half my thumb they were able to put the flat back but that's because to consider that thumb went from opening orange juice to opening million dollar checks yeah how about that (laughs) but we had to make our own orange juice concentrate orange juice so you had the can opener then you had that that razor sharp lid and and then you had to push the can you know that lid down so you could get the goodness out of the can and i i pushed and missed and and almost sliced my whole finger off so we had concentrated orange juice that we had to have watered down so to this day i like my juices was it like when you took a bath did you get the juice first and then as it's getting lowered it got to the twins i wish (laughs) the twins just got to lick the glass i wish (laughs) my my mom would turn a quart into like a half gallon so, oh. so it would last longer. So to this day, I like my orange juices and all my juices watered down a little bit because that's what I'm used to. Wow. And then our, our drink of choice was powdered milk. Oof. One of the grossest things you could drink. Powdered milk sucks. It's unbelievable how bad it was. And then we complained so much that my mom would cut it with real milk, but not a lot. Powdered. Not a lot. Powdered so, milk it does not represent anything that milk is. Like when you reconstitute, it's disgusting. It is the most disgusting thing. That's a big you challenge for us on grocery games. But, I've used it a lot. But imagine though, like uh, seven, eight, nine kids, depending. You know, we've went over this on past uh, the fake podcasts. Sisters, my favorite fake sisters. The dude living in the in the in the attic. He thought it was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I love your life. Let me tell you something. If you ever wrote a book and you wasted it on that stupid O&A bullshit, you got to write about you growing up. 100%. What a movie. 100%. You want to hear another one? Who would play you? You know who should play you? Um, Luke Wilson? Go fuck yourself. I didn't say Luke Wilson. I'm thinking that that guy Ralphie. That That guy Ralphie. The guy that does the weather in Canada. What's his name? <laughs> the guy that does the weather in Canada. Hi, it's going to rain today. Oh, <laughs> That's Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, yeah. <laughs> Why that guy? <laughs> He's a little spectrum I know I have a touch. <laughs> I have just a touch. A touch. <laughs> but anyway, so so powdered powdered milk because we had, we had so many kids. My mom couldn't buy milk for seven, eight, nine kids. So we suffered through the powdered milk, and then when we complained enough, she would cut it with real milk, and it was almost doable. Do you so, understand you lived in the Depression without being in the Depression? Yeah, yeah. So, so to this day, I, uh, I make sure I drink whole milk with all the fat. I, uh, when I have a soda, I have a soda. I really enjoy it because I just never had any of that growing up, which might have been good. I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know what? I, I got to be honest with you. I think the way you grew up, on the outside, it looks like it sucks, right? Yeah. But on the inside, 
when I hang out with you, you have an acute appreciation for things that people with money have already abandoned. Oh, like what? Like just the way you go about lettuce. Life. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited because I got fun facts about life. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Joey, what am I doing here? We had to grow our own vegetables, so our lettuce was a little on the sad side. You but... grew your own vegetables? Yeah. But... You never heard that? You didn't hear that story? What would they do? Would they? What do the... I appreciate, first of all, to, to keep this uh, kind of linear today? Well, I think you would just appreciate little things. You appreciate the cost of things. You appreciate... You know, I don't, you don't, you're not extravagant in any way. Yeah. And I think people with money, yeah, they forget that shit. You know, that was one of my biggest problems was being with someone that always thought it was like always had a good life. Right. In their mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had unbelievable lows. Right. You know, I lived in Central Park. I was homeless, a real homeless person. What part? What part? Um, Wait, you right really? By the, you right were... by the gondolas. You know where the gondolas are? What do you mean gondolas? They used to have a restaurant. They used to have the little gondolas on the lake. On that lake, on that little fucking oh, pond. You mean the, the, the things you see in, uh, like... Um... Yeah, there was a restaurant. I just remember it because I was homeless during that time. They, they put an Italian restaurant Not the boathouse. The boathouse. You lived around there? I lived right behind the boathouse. As a homeless dude? Yeah. You never told me that. I told you that. No, I told you that. I don't remember that. I wouldn't yeah. remember that. I was, uh, I was working at a restaurant. I dropped a... Uh, I dropped a pot on my toe, and I broke my toe, and they fired me because I couldn't work anymore. Back then, it was a whole fucking different animal. Right. And I called my mom, and I said, you know, uh, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? You I'm, can't walk with a broken toe? It was It broke on top, like right on top. Yeah, it was bad, bro. It was bad. Right. So I couldn't work. They fired me, and then I said, uh, I called my parents. I said, uh, listen, man, I'm, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? Like... I got rent, you know, there's nothing I can, you know, do, like, hook me up. And I had maybe three grand, you know, in my bank. Right. And three grand in New York City is nothing. Of course. You know, my rent was 2200 Yeah, you go through that fast. So I said, I, I got to die here. So I stopped paying rent just to survive. So I get, you know, in New York, you get evicted quick. Oh, boy, do you. Whoa. Right. So, like, after, like, the seventh of the month, it was, like, door knocking. Like, it was impossible to sleep. It was stressed out. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It was just it was real fucking life. Man. Right, right. You know what I mean? And thank God for New York being so incompetent. They never shut your utilities off no matter what. And then it was an old building where the heat was shared. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were good. I was good like that. And then uh, I came up with a terrible plan. I said, you know what? I know this kid. He was a drug dealer. And I said, listen, you want to be my roommate? So I said, it can only be for a little while because I'm getting evicted. But you give me some money and you can stay here. So I underestimated the amount of drug activity that was going to be going on. And, I mean, this kid came to the apartment, scaled up, scales fucking everything. Cause now, loaded. Now he's got a home base on 79th Street. It's loaded for bear. Loaded for bear with all the Dominicans with no. the fucking banana straw hats and shit. Like, it was on. It was on. And then that's when I was like, all right, you know, uh, I'm just going to be out. You know what I mean? So he would give me 500 bucks a week, which back, you know. But you were out of the apartment. At but I was point. out. So so then my friends cooked at the boathouse, so I fucking slept behind the prep kitchen outside. Oh, my God. In what? 
Uh, sleeping bag. Oh, so it wasn't winter? No, no. There's crazy-ass people in Central Park. You know when what? The, when the sun goes down, it gets scary. You ever see park. that? You know what movie reminded me of it? Remember that Will Smith movie in New York with all the zombies and stuff? What was the name of that movie? I, I don't know. Uh, Patient Zero. I don't believe in Will Smith. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. He's got a great Instagram, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's got good Instagram game. He's good, right? Yeah. So um, I was never a fan of uh, Will Smith movies in general. Just in general. Yeah, so I lived behind the boathouse. Yeah. And then I would, you know, I would shower. My friends would be cooks and I'd be like, yo, can I borrow your keys to take a shower? Right. So I'd go to their apartments no matter where they were. So what did you do during the day? Just wander around the city? No, I would do Oh, odd... you couldn't wander around. I could have. I had a broken fucking leg. So right. I would just chill out in the park and, you know, try not to eat a lot of hot dogs, which was fine with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hot dogs and pretzels. And then people get to know you. Right. You know, it's a little community in there. You know, if careful, don't go by, you know, 68th Street. There's somebody with a box cutter. Like, every night you'd get the fucking Central Park news. Like, right, right. Like, it was just like the bulletin of what the fuck is going on that oh, night. Oh, the raccoons are acting up oh, tonight. The, yeah, fucking listen. If, if if you could just be attacked by wildlife all day in, right. in New York is a lot better than the actual people that were there. You know, and this you was a went underground. Ago. No, I, 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 I didn't have the stomach for it. I got some spots. Underground? Yeah. You want to go underground? Oh, no. Why? Because I'm like the black guy in a movie. I die first no matter <laughs> what. Like, I'll get shot with a fucking boomerang or some shit down there. So, yeah. So, I, so I, I was there until I was outside, and, and then I kept accumulating the drug dealer money. You know what I mean? Which was great. Right. Even though I hadn't had my apartment. And then one day I went there, and there was fucking... You know, they changed the locks and everything, so I guess they kicked all the drug dealers out, and then that was the last contact I had with them. And that was it. And then I and then I was it, and my foot was still a little fucked up, but I said, all right, let me start working. I can get a job anywhere. Did your parents couldn't help you out at this point no, in your they, life? They said, you know, we helped you enough. Yeah. We helped you enough. I didn't really like taking uh, money from my parents. Uh, no, no, they, I asked them. <laughs> they said, we helped you enough. I wanted money. <laughs> right. But... Uh, so then I was all fucked up because my credit was all fucked up because, you know, once what about you, your brother? Was he brother? making money at that point? I, I didn't want to. You know what? My brother let me money once and he wouldn't stop reminding me that he let me money. Right. It was annoying. Oh, yeah. So what, what it was, was it? It was when I first I first came to New York City and I needed money. And I said, George, let me borrow money. And I was making good money, but it was just I didn't have it then. Right. And he gave me eight grand. And if you would think he gave me $20,000 million. It was out of control. He would, I, would, I would talk to him once a month before that, like now and every three days, like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, fuck this. Right. Fuck this. So was he throwing interest on top of it? No, I would have fucking, I'd go to fucking Washington, <laughs> choke him out and all the kids and I'd bang his wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> he knows better than that, but right. but but it was just annoying. And it, it, after a month, I got the eight grand together, and I said, "Here, dude, seriously, yeah, just go go away." It's unbelievable. Go how away. That happens. It's just you know it, it, what happens with families. You you just you can't pick your family. You know, like I look at my family, like we would probably not be friends if we weren't related. I think a lot of people could relate to that. <laughs> you know, right? Well, yeah, like, and the thing is, is I was left to fend for myself very early because my my family was. You know, they wanted my they wanted me to be a professional like my brother, right? So I was like, I want to be a chef. And my dad was like, that's for gay people and women. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to bring that up anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I guess that didn't work. Wow. He shut that door. Yeah, boom, right on my foot, right on my broken foot. And then, that, and then what happens is 
you know, after a while, my dad started getting sick with Alzheimer's. Even though my dad was a dick, he was he was the you know he was the the most reasonable right. out of all because he was you always knew what he where he would shoot from right he you you know he was gonna aim for your fucking heart and shoot you and you knew it so if you did something wrong you knew the consequences and there's a comfort in that even though he was a violent person yeah there was always comfort I'm like I did this I'm gonna get this I'm not gonna get this this and this and this. And and my father wouldn't talk to me about shit that I did ten years ago. He could care less. It was over. Right. Take your beating. We're cool again. We're back to a hundred. We can go to the movies in an hour. Jeez. You know what I mean? Right. But once he got sick, then the, then my mom's craziness took over the family, and my mom and my brother are the two weirdest fucking people. I mean, and sometimes I thought they were dating. It was so. They're on the same page. Oh. And you were more like your dad, I would assume. I was like my dad, like a man. Right. right? So it was just like. <laughs> Uh-oh, toxic masculinity. Oh, shit. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Call Des. Des. No, I like that discussion. Des it up. Des it up. Des a nooch. So, um, so it was just, it got to, she started running the family. And then I completely fell out of it. Yeah, because everything I did was completely unorthodox, and so I was, couldn't relate to that. Couldn't relate to that. I mean, it was. But your dad had that street knowledge. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop cooking. I wouldn't stop doing what I was doing. And, and remember, I was making no money, but I needed to be in New York. Mm-hmm. I remember my. That's why I have buck teeth. I had perfectly straight teeth, but my wisdom teeth came in, and I asked. I said to my mom, I said, "Mom, I don't have dental, you know, but I'm cooking at a really good French restaurant. But, you know, hook me up." They said, "We fixed your teeth once already, Carl." Oh, my God. And then my teeth started to separate, separate, separate. Right. Now I look like a fucking Bobbings for Apples gym. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you doing that to yourself? You look, you're good, man. Well, it's funny because my, my kids look at what my- What are you talking about? I'm good. You do, when Des was here, you fucking said Carl Earmuffs. I don't know how girls <laughs> like them. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, you heard that? Yeah. Oh. I lied about the earmuffs. <laughs> 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 I fucking lied. You're charming as all fuck. <laughs> well, you have to be. You know, when when you don't have size or speed, you have to. You know, you have to figure out how to move on through the earth. It's a right. defense mechanism, like anything else. It's funny you, you talk about teeth because recently my no, it's not funny. I'm talking about my teeth. No, it's recently because I got crooked bottoms and uh, I, we had no dental. Yeah, I noticed. I, have, I noticed the bottoms the other day. We have no dental. Finally, you noticed my yeah. bottoms. Not your greatest. I'd rather have those. I'd rather have. Oh, that really? It the, doesn't bother me at all. But my my daughter, because you know they're getting older now, like why are your teeth crooked? They can't understand anything, because they're growing up very differently, and that's that's the challenge being a parent. Where I got kids that don't have to worry about you know money and this and that, uh, and I have to try to explain to them that when I was growing up with seven kids, maybe eight kids, maybe nine. I love that. We did, we <laughs> I love how it's a variable. <laughs> <laughs> we. we we went to the dentist. I, I don't even, I don't, no, it wasn't once a year. It was once every once in a while. And and the one thing I, I did when I, I finally got some money in my pocket was I got rid of all my cavities and, and turned them white so you can't tell. Hmm. I got so many cavities because of, we just didn't have dental care uh, growing up. That's when you have that many kids, you know, you, you got to cut corners. And that was one way my mom cut corners. We didn't go to the doctor a lot, and we certainly didn't go to the dentist. That the, sucked because, like, I think I've made I've been making money for twelve years, twelve years for real. That I, you know, I, it's not like right. whatever. Like I, I am now. Now I'm fucked. But when I started, and then I met Marie, and then I got married instantly, 
and then she had kids. So all the shit that I wanted to do for me, couldn't do because right now you got this brand new fucking family out of nowhere. Yeah, they got their needs, and they ki- and when I got the kids, they never had health care before or right. anything. I mean, there was one. Oh my god, this shit! I remember of you the little things, man, and you don't see them. You want to see? You want to see fucking sneaky? So one day. I'm in the, I go to get the mail, and I see all the Blue Cross and Blue Shield or whatever the fuck it was. It was before Obamacare. And for all the new medical cards for everybody, right? Yeah. The, family pa- the family package. And it was like she bought the package that was like if you were a fucking senator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just a Cadillac oh, package. wow. Dental, eye, everything. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm going to go get my fucking – I'm going to get my fangs fixed. I'm going to get everything fixed. I see – the, the the boy's name, I see the girl's name, I see her name, three envelopes. It's not four envelopes. I'm like, what the fuck? So I call Marie, and I says, hey, where's my... She goes, oh, they're probably sending it separate because your name's different. <laughs> <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> I Hello, love tragedy. darkness, my old friend. I'm a big fan. You love this. you love what's coming, don't you? You <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> I think I'm hard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you this hard since Robert caught his wife making out with that dude in the hallway. <laughs> you were fucking full go. You were full noon. <laughs> I think I'm Snorting. Okay, where's your envelope, Carl? So, so, no envelope. (laughs) I wait a couple days, no envelope. I said, what the fuck's going on? So I'm calling like an outraged person who just paid, you know, $4,000 a month for all this shit. Yeah. I call. I said, you know, this, uh, nothing. They're like, we don't know who the fuck you are. Wow. What are you talking about? She just got insurance for her and the kids. And not you? And not me. How early on was this? Like five weeks <laughs> in the fucking... No, no. It was like a month and a half, two months into wow. it. Yeah, bro. No bueno. That was my first sign. That was the first one? Like, after I was married, I was like, all right. And then I chalked it up to like, maybe, maybe something's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the second one came right after that. You got a second one? No, a second sign. No, I mean, that's what I mean. You got a second sign? So I get a phone call on my cell phone number from the guy that we hired to take pictures at our wedding. Right. And this guy was a fortune. I mean, he did, you know, in front of the New York Library, he did a picture with with a 1920s silver line camera. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it poofed smoke at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked retarded out. <laughs> I mean, Marie with her hair extensions and her fucking, uh-huh. in her dress, and me with my gut out, I'm all fat with psoriasis. It was awful, bro. It was awful. And her kids don't even know me. They're playing out and fucking on the side of the stairs. So, anyway, talking about that wedding day the other day. So he calls me, he goes, you know, I've been trying to contact your wife. Uh, she has to come and pick out the, the, the picture she yeah, wants. Yeah. I tell her, one month goes by, two months, three months, nothing. To this day, she never looked at the pictures. Never looked from your at wedding. Her, never. Wow. Yeah, 
that, bro. What's that about? I told you I got snooker sublam suplexed. I got snookered. Wow. Yeah. No and, then, and then on my side, I got my mom. Right. Because she smells blood in the water. Um, she knew it was a problem before I got married. <clears throat> so she would be like, so where are the pictures? <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Ma. You know, we're busy. Oh, you're busy. That was her version of, I told you so. Yeah, she's like, well, I see your wife on Facebook all the time. She doesn't look very busy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, right. God. Wow. So that was uh, that was the sign. And yeah. then, like, so- little signs kept coming up little by little. Like, uh, I told you a story when I went to Woodlock. With the Woodlock, I love that place, right? What's Woodlock? Woodlock is a place in Pennsylvania where it's like a family fun center, right? It's like little log cabins, and they have a beautiful lake. So we we I wanted to go there because I when I was a kid I heard kids that were that had nice parents went there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fresh air fun kid. <laughs> Cuz I saw it in a brochure. Exactly, definitely. So are you kidding? That yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, so, you, so you saw, like, this is what normal families do, yes. so it, it would give you some kind of right. sense of peace and right. belonging. I would, yeah, I would look at the things. I'm like, wow, no look at kidding. that. Look at that. Fucking dad's holding the I hand. didn't know we were doing this today. This, <laughs> I'm going to lay back. So um, we go and uh, we get to Woodlock, and then she brings her, her real father. She has a, fa- a stepfather and a real father. And the real father was... I guess like a gigolo when he was young and something, but then he became born again, but somehow managed to be born again Christian, but married five times in a row. Wow. So now we know where that streak comes from. Right. And, you know, Marie had a messed up childhood with this whole thing going on and, you know, whatever. It was weird. Like, just big custody. She was she was very used to litigation and problems, right? She was very, and that, very that, comfortable in it. That was her comfort zone. That was her comfort zone was when parents were suing each other. Right, right. right. So, and my comfort zone was just party. I didn't give a fuck. So we're in there, and the father doesn't really know me, and he thinks he's a doctor still, even though my brother blew him out in the wedding. I'm like, I, let, me start, let me back up so you get a great story. So we're at the wedding. My brother's very calm. And he comes up to my brother. They, they kind of come up to each other. How you doing? I'm Dr. Rico. And my brother goes, oh, hi, I'm George. You know, and uh, he goes, uh, yeah. So, uh... What do you do? My brother is a very humble guy. He's like, I'm in the medical field. And he doesn't even want to he doesn't want to get into fucking doctor talk. He's at his brother's wedding. Yeah. And he sees like two cute waitresses over there. He's having the time of his life, right? Open bar. He's drinking his Shirley Temples. He's fucking <laughs> <laughs> with his fucking geeky bow tie and shit. So anyway. He's a bow tie guy? Oh, bow tie and suspenders. Oh, boy. How are you guys related? Fucking guy looks like he's the Cuban Orville Redenbacher. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys blood related? Uh, Maybe we're not. We don't look the same. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't mind if he was adopted. So anyway, we go and uh, he's sitting there and and Marie's father wouldn't let it go. So he's like, so like, uh, what do you do in medicine? Are you in pharmaceutical sales? So my brother, my brother looks like he goes, I'm a cardiothoracic surgeon. <laughs> and now, now Marie's father calls himself doctor, but he's just a chiropractor. <laughs> so my brother goes, what, uh, what do you specialize in, doctor? He goes, well, I'm a chiropractor. He goes, fantastic. <laughs> just walks away from him. <laughs> 
<laughs> my brother went to fucking 12 years of Harvard. This guy fucking took a high five in a headlock class in Grenada. <laughs> he, got, he got his uh, degree at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> he was at Apex Tech. Remember when you got the tools right. when you graduate? <laughs> Guy's doing back massages at the mall. I was talking to my brother. <laughs> like they're on the same level. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you do? You're in pharmaceutical sales? Get the right. fuck out of here, you, you nothing. I love, know what I love about you? You're like, you trash your brother, then you uh, defend him. Well, because I'm, I'm a straight shooter. That's a perfect relationship. Yeah, I shoot it down the middle with everybody. It makes me kind of happy that then you go and you uh, you uh, defend your brother. Oh, he's great. In the same I, breath. He's great in a lot of ways, but he sucks in a lot of ways. But if you if he sat here, he would tell you, imagine what it is to hang out with me. I'm a wild animal. Oh, man. Can I'm I, like a feral cat. Can I get that done? Just switch. switch. Uh, get George on the podcast? Yes. One day, just go, I have a surprise for you. He I'm gets, not doing the podcast with you today, but my brother George is. And then you just drop the mic and leave. Oh, let's do it. And then Bowtie Man comes walking in. I could probably do it, but he's... he's he, once you put a microphone, once he knows it's media, yeah. he's completely like he the opposite of me. Right. Like I'm like microphone. My mother was a whore. Like he's not. He's gonna be like, well, I, well, Carl has would, a pattern. I would bathe in the uncomfortability of it. It would be so I awkward, would Opie. <laughs> I would be. The only thing more awkward would be this Westwood One Studio right. <laughs> with these pictures. Who put these? Here? I don't know. What are you gonna do? So. um... So anyway, so fast forward. Now we're at Woodlock. I'm with the doctor, and he call, he's introducing himself to the doctor. Yeah. You would think he was Fletch, <laughs> like doctor, sure. doctor, doctor. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in this place, and it's like Woodlock is one of my favorite places on earth to this day, just because I would, even though I was there with an unhappy family, I saw a lot of happy families around me. It made me comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it was like it was, and I would you know try to do it, you know, like talk you, to the kids. You, you found your happiness there. I was happy, so not through your own family, but through all the happy just watching family. other. Because what happens is you had a it had a huge dining. It was like the old uh, Pocono places, right? Right. So you had lunch at twelve, and everybody would come to the main hall, and they had Elmo dressed up playing the piano, and all the kids are laughing, nice. and then they would have special drinks for the for the adults, and the special drinks. So the, the had like light up things in them and they came with beads and marshmallows. So I was fucking hammered on blue Hawaiians. I mean, literally by appetizer, by the time the appetizer came out, my eyes were like closed. It was just open to chew and then I closed them again because I felt so good. And I'm just sitting with a bunch of ungrateful people, right? Just a bunch of people just killing me by a thousand cuts. And I'm just sitting there. And I remember the, the, uh, the options are so simple there. So one day they had prime rib for lunch, bro. Mm. Prime rib, Parker House. Was it off the seventh rib? Oh, fucking Nick. I want to make sure Nick's okay with your story. Yeah, no, no. This was literally, I think they used everyone but the seventh rib. <laughs> it was the opposite. <laughs> you got the, the one. <laughs> I got the ankle. Right. The fucking animal. Right. So they had that, and then boats of gravy, Boats of of canned cheese, of hot cheese, like, you know, like pump cheese, I call it. Right. Crinkle cut French fries. That's what they had. So you can get as much as you got. So I'm like, yeah, guy, give me a vat of gravy and cheese and French fries. I'm good. Yeah. And I know I got jello pudding coming up. They got chocolate pudding and fucking pineapple jello, which is rare. And that's at dessert. So I'm ready. I'm fucking excited. I'm hammered on Blue Hawaiians. The, the doctor, the chiropractor, the massage therapist, right? He, go, he looks at me and goes, do you hate yourself? I said, well, right now I do, but what's up? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like uh, how are you going to eat like that? 
you gonna how are you setting an example? You know, for your family, for your family. And my, the kids are there, and the, right, right. You know, Marie, she, she doesn't care. She's on. She's texting her friend like, "Oh my god, I'm at Woodlock." Right, right. <laughs> like, look at look at our room. It's the biggest one. <laughs> ugh, ugh. <laughs> So then I look at him. And the doctor is calling you out. Calling me out. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking engage. Because I love to engage. Right. And I said to him, I said, um, you left a pretty good example. You haven't talked to your daughter in 20 years. Now I have money. So you're here with your fifth wife, which is younger than your fourth wife, not prettier. Watch your mouth with me. <laughs> that was it. And he looks at me and goes, really? I said, I'm paying for this weekend. You could give me 1500 and then you can say whatever you want. Right. That was it. That was it. End of conversation. He didn't give you a neck adjustment or anything no. on top of that? He was He's a small guy. I mean, compared to me, he's like small, like thin and small and like... No, I mean like a chiropractor thing. I'm not letting that give fucking little, grease ball touch me. Give you a little adjustment. <laughs> Why would it look like you so... Oh, good for you, though. He was a DJ. That, that <laughs> shut him down. That was it. But then but then the War of the Roses started. You know what I mean? Because right. then that, that whole side of the family. And then the father-in-law decided... You know, to fleece me at Home Depot, Restaurant Depot, and yeah, take yeah, all we this talked stuff. About yeah, that. my That's Thanksgiving. Insane. I sponsored Thanksgiving. I remember the day you told me that. I was like, I, I went home to my wife. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even know what to say to the guy because you guys were still married at that point. So it put you in a really weird spot. Think, you know what? I don't think we were ever married. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think I made a very, very, very bad decision. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just I don't feel like I was married. Right. I don't. How I didn't. Did, I didn't get any any marriage stuff. How many years? Uh, with the dating and everything, 11. Yeah, man. A lot of us have done that over the years. You know? Mine, thank God, I didn't marry. I, knew I mean, was, when I first... I knew it was wrong on our first date, and for whatever reason, I, I, I fucking hung in there. I don't know why we do that. I don't know, Do you man. think women do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do it. They're the best at it. No, but do they realize they're doing it? or You know what I mean? Like uh, women, women, women have a higher tolerance of suffering than we do. This is my example. Yeah. Right? Take take an exact situation. So <clears throat> I believe men are the true romantics, as crazy as we are. So say you have a very wealthy man and he's living with his wife in a mansion and has a maid, right? And he falls head over heels with the maid. That a dude will leave everything. Will blow up the whole fucking mansion. Will go live in a box just to be with this lady. A hundred percent, right? Now turn it around. You have a good-looking maid dude, and you have a wealthy woman, you know, married, married, whatever. They will bang all over that fucking house for the next twenty years, and you won't know a fucking thing. Yeah, a fucking thing. Wow, I have spoken. <laughs> Carl has spoken. <laughs> and with that, this is the OP Radio <laughs> Podcast. Boo! Wow. No, but it's the truth. That's a hell of a tangent. I didn't know you lived in Central Park. Homeless guy. I, yeah. know, I don't think you ever told me that one, Carl. Yeah, man. It, it, you know what though? It makes it makes you um, humble. No, no. I don't Bitter? think. I, I think you're not. I think. I think scared. I don't. I don't. That scared to do it again, or scared to be in that position again. Right. I think people are born humbled. I don't think you can humble somebody. Oh, uh, that, that. All right, that's a good take. You know, there's people that are humble. Yeah. You know, like when, when someone goes, that sh- boxer humbled that other boxer. It scared the fuck out of him. It scared. Because he was sh- knocked his head off. So it scared the shit out of you, and you went. It's, it's scared. I got to figure this out a little better than this. I have very primal emotions. I have fear. Right. Spite. Right. Which is my main one. Oh, yeah. It works the best. Oh, boy, does it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, and and that love, 
which trickles into happiness kind of, sort of. You push the love down. I have to. You push it down a little bit. You want to start hugging people? You're living in Central Park? <laughs> 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 hey, guy with the needle stuck in your neck, come on, give me a huggy poo. Yeah, okay. Bite your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy's a half a zombie. <laughs> Knocks you over the head with a brick, takes all your money. There's your hug, stupid. There's your hug, you little fat fuck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hug that brick, bitch. <laughs> we were talking about powdered milk. Wow, that's a hell of a tangent. Oh, and you know how we go off into No, I love it because you love my family stories, but then you fucking hit me up with some good family stories of your own. Um but I was uh, reminded. Oh, that's what it was. So you were talking about uh, my my sister's boyfriend living in the attic, and she decided not to tell anyone. So as little kids, we thought we had a ghost in the house. That's my favorite fucking but story. It reminded me of another good one. Go ahead. So as as uh, the kids were moving out of the house, they brought tenants in. I told you about some of the tenants, including the last one that killed himself on the tracks in Greenlawn. Yeah. He just put his, put his car in the middle of uh, train tracks. I told that story on a- What an aggressive a, way to go. On a, on a past episode. But uh, I forgot about another tenant they had. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about another one. <laughs> and this involves Brett, who owns F.H. Riley's out there. In, what up, uh, Brett? Out there on uh, Long Island. Good dude. So they, they had a tenant that was just batshit crazy. And he thought my brother Brett worked for the CIA or the FBI, one of them, and was convinced of it and would confront Brett. And he's like, no. Was I'm- it because he would see the other twin and he thought like, you were like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, wait a second, you were just wearing blue pants. What the right. fuck is going on? Wait, wait, you had blonde hair yesterday yeah. and now you have brown hair. <laughs> Fucking spies. Right. This guy was convinced would confront Brett in his face. I know you're here because you're watching me. The government's watching me. All that horse shit. You're part of the CIA. You're part of the what? Uh, black ops. All that crap, right? And then my mom would have to sit him down and go, this is my son, and try to work it out, right? And Brett tried to convince this guy and just couldn't convince him that he wasn't part of the CIA and a big government conspiracy watching this guy for whatever reason. He was just a regular dude that needed a room to rent, right? So long story short, to, to fast forward, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> That's the best story ever. Did he did he catch your brother trying to suck his own dick? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because then I'd be like, yo, uh, you're in a smile. No, no, no. My brother's in the attic of uh, the house we grew up in. He's trying to find something, whatever. He's up there, okay. Uh, and then he's want he's walking around. It wasn't it wasn't a finished uh, attic, right? Right. So he puts his foot down and it goes through the tenant's room. <laughs> yes. No way! So, no way! So the guy This is like Homeless Three's company. <laughs> so Brett's like, ah oh, fuck, his foot is through the ceiling, basically, right? Oh, now he, no. he pulls his foot out like, oh, that sucks. I'm gonna have to fix that, whatever, right? He looks down in the hole that he just made. And there's the tenant looking up at him like, I told you you're CIA. Oh. You're, you're spying on me. <laughs> Perfect. And bro is speechless. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? That's it. I'm black ops. Yeah, well, the guy's, the guy's crazy. You're not going to explain your way out of that one. He's looking up at his ceiling. You're staring hole. at him like there's an owl. Hole. And, there, and, and there's my go. brother staring at him. <laughs> Like he's spying on him. <laughs> you might as well be CIA. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is fucking Oh, awesome, my God. Man. Yeah, right on. Um, Talk to me, brother. Oh, the documentaries. Did you see the documentaries I told yes, you about? Yes, I did. Both of them? I watched both of them. You told me to, and I watched it through my homework. Beautiful. What did you think of Free Solo? 
It won the best documentary at the Oscars. It's about the mountain climber that uh, Alex. Alex, right? And he uh, climbed. At- Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking up the name. I want to make sure I got it right. He uh, he climbed El Capitan without any uh, without any gear. Yeah, free solo is no joke, bro. No, that sh- dude, that dude, that documentary gave me more anxiety. Right. Than any horror movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah, 100%. right. It was so real yeah. and so visceral. Yeah, that I've watched chop up movies and this. That thing made me turn away. Yeah, just out of sheer panic. I stopped breathing and then I look at my wife. I I, I was holding my breath. Yeah, and I look at my wife and I go, "Does he die? Yeah, because I don't know." Right. I'm watching this thing. I'm like, does he well, fall that, to his death? That's the whole thing. I'm like, that's right. it. That, and, like, and, and the biggest problem with climbers is the re- wet rock. I'm like, hasta la vista, motherfucker. <laughs> right. I'm ready to go see some splat. I didn't even know these guys did it. And it, and it was a thing to go free solo because, you know, after a while, using the ropes and stuff is boring to these guys and they want to do it with no gear. How can that be I had boring? No, I had no idea. That they did this, and then the biggest challenge: no one did El Capitan in uh, Yosemite. Yosemite, and uh, he he studied that uh, that 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 sheer rock. It, I think it goes up like thirty six hundred feet or something like right. that. He studied for a long time and and was like you know working on certain areas with ropes and stuff, going like, hey, I could get past this section and stuff. And this film is horrifying. The anxiety, if you have an anxiety uh, thing. I don't, but I had it. Like, yeah, so that's yeah. my meter. If I'm getting anxious yeah. watching something, right. I was out of my fucking mind. I yeah. mean, this is a must watch because it's, it's just a person and a rock. Right. Right. So on paper, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And then you see it and you're like, this dude. I mean, you know what I said to my wife <laughs> the first uh, five minutes of the movie is him doing other free solo climbs? Which were horrifying in their own right. Right. I, I, I look over to my wife and go, "This is just the beginning of the movie." Right. Oh my! What are we about to see? Right. Right. I, too, I was too stupid to process what was hard and what wasn't. And, and it turns but out, it was like the guy was been climbing. He climbs everything. Yeah, and it turns out a lot of those guys end up dying. Fifty percent of of uh, solo climbers die. Yeah, because you're, you're not going to stop. 50%. You keep doing it, the odds are going to start uh, being against you, obviously. You're going to get a little older, you're not as sharp not and all that. You're not paying attention. They, these guys fall to their death all the time, but he's this guy is uh, one of the best in the world. And he, he's like, no, he is the best in the world. Well, he has to be. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I don't know if anyone beats that. He went to Antarctica and was climbing in the snow. Right. Like, he's done everything. Right. He's an incredible guy. About 20 minutes into the movie, I go to my wife. Autistic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I finally figured out. I'm like, this guy's on the spectrum. He has no fear. Like, th- I, 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 he's missing that part of his brain. Didn't they say something that he's missing a part of his brain that feels? So for him to feel, he really has to do these over the top crazy ass things like free solo to really feel what Wait it's till like he to slips. be. He's gonna feel. Yeah, l- l- what it's like to be a human being and feel something. Because he's missing, or or that part of his brain's a lot smaller. Oh, mine is my my part of that brain is the biggest. Like I, I look at a buffet and I yeah. fucking feel like I'm climbing a mountain. Yeah. I'm so happy. And the guy made a lot of money uh, climbing and stuff. He's written books and he's he's really famous and he's and he's w- most comfortable living out of a van. Yeah. And I knew he was autistic when he was eating with the spatula. Did you see that? <laughs> the big spatula. Yeah. He, so he he doesn't eat meat. He cooks up his meals and then he uses the giant spatula as his spoon. What does he eat? 
I, I don't know. I, he does eat eggs, so he mixes all sorts of stuff with eggs to get his uh, nutrients in. But uh, that I movie, mean, the dude's in perfect shape. I mean, movie he, was horrifying. The guys that were filming it that are really used to you know this type of thing. The one guy on the ground that had a shot at the face. Yeah. Uh, and he's just a speck, but they got the the lenses on him and stuff. He turned around. And he's like, I got my shot. I can't watch this. He simply said, I can't watch this, and he turned away. Like this is insane. Everyone around him was like, this is insane. And he's the type of guy that. He was feeling the pressure of the the film crew because they wanted to film it right up the morning before with one guy. Yeah. And he goes, you know what? There is a 50-50 chance that I'm going to just do this without you guys. And they were paranoid and worried about it because they knew this was a special thing. But that's how he thinks in his head. He's like, I need to do this for myself. You guys film it. That's great. But that doesn't matter to me as much as actually doing it. But he would whistle at the camera. He's whistling and shit. Well, that was after he did the karate move. There's a part of El Capitan that the only way you could do it is to put your left leg out. They call it a karate karate move or step or whatever. Whatever the fuck. So he has to stretch his leg out all the way to the left to get it on a a rock, and then he's got to push off his right and grab just right to get past that section. Jesus Christ. And when they showed him doing it with ropes, he kept falling. You know, he couldn't get it done. And now it came time in the movie for him to do that move. And you're just like, I stopped breathing. I'm like, this is insane. Okay, the anxiety was incredible. And I'm sorry, uh, you know, sorry, uh, I should have said spoiler alert, but he makes the move. And then what what does this fucker do? Turns to the camera and starts laughing like it was a a big joke to him. Like, ah, look what I just did. How do you get that good at something? Uh, well, I mean, the the part of the movie that was fascinating when he was, like, reciting all the moves he does, there's all little moves for, you know, taking your right finger and, and putting it in a crevice and then spinning your right finger and then and putting your thumb is down a, a twerking and twerking is like, and then you put your... Th- not twerking, twerking. Uh, twerking, sorry, you're right. <laughs> but uh, uh, the movie that was fascinating is he was running through all the steps in his head. And I found that fascinating because you think these guys just go and go, ah, I think I could do this. And they do it. They're like, no, they really study this thing. And every move is perfected as they uh, attempt these climbs. It goes up so fast, too. Right. right? Yeah. He, yeah. Because want... there's a certain speed that you have to go to because if not, you'll go into fatigue, right? Right, like, right. From holding on. I don't know how you hold on like that. The whole climb, I think, was just under four hours. I, I, I. I'm I'm physically challenged on an escalator. Right. <laughs> like it's just And then he sorta of falls in love. He's got a girl and he's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, and he basically says, Yeah, I, I guess I love you, but I love doing this way more. <laughs> <laughs> you love this dude. <laughs> You're the solo climber of radio. <laughs> How does he do? <laughs> but Free Solo is an amazing documentary. Unbelievable. Really is amazing. And how comfortable he is on those mountains. Like Even right. when he's on top, he's just skipping around like, ah, hey, we made it. I'm like, right. what the fuck, bro? I have hope that he will survive because he did El Capitan, Free Solo, and he even says at the end of the movie, like, you know, someone will beat that someday, but he, he basically was saying, I don't know what's bigger than what I just did. Unfortunately, if he figures out something that's bigger, then he'll be right back doing it. Odds of him dying doing this. Uh, that's how he dies, because he can't stop. Because uh, in the movie, they show uh, him and his girl buying a house in Vegas, and you can see he's not, not happy. He had to buy the tiny fridge. You saw that? He couldn't treat himself, so he got, him, got a really small uh, fridge, and they put it in the spot where a giant fridge is supposed to be, so it looked ridiculous, and it was kind of a laugh in the documentary, Jeez. like, oh, my God, this, can't, this guy can't treat himself because his dad never, like, hugged him and said, I love you. 
So this is what he does. See, but I had a shitty childhood, but I fucking party like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's your El Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm the I'm the free solo of fucking partying? <laughs> so am I in the spectrum of partying? <laughs> what else about that movie? I think it, but it's true, though. You, I am like that because every time I'm doing something, you're like, how did you do that? How are you still alive? I think, <laughs> I think uh, when you have uh, tragedy growing up I, I actually relate to the movie a little bit like uh, nothing um with radio i was never satisfied i always had a i always had to go for that next big event oh shit i thought you're talking about the kuba junior cooking movie i'm like uh, you yeah. relate to radio <laughs> <laughs> well i swear i thought that but there t- I, I don't know to feel i guess and to you know what i mean like it was never there was a time in my life i'm, I'm past that that i always felt like yeah, I'm successful making money. We've got a big audience, but man, there's a, just another fucking shock jock stunt right around the corner we need to try. Right. I would get off on it. So in that regard, I kind of related to the guy a little bit, you know. Let me ask you a question I always wanted to know. Yeah. Did you, did you always know in the back of your mind you were about to lose the gig no matter how good it was? And did you live accordingly to that? Uh, yeah, you couldn't worry about that. Like I said, everyone around me, they were trying to talk us down. Like, look, you guys are good, man. You're funny. You got chemistry. You don't need to be doing these big stunts. But there was something about it, man. So right? no matter what. Yeah. You're, but, you're all well, in the line. also the pressure of the audience because we were on a runaway train. And they, the expectation of that audience, maybe we should have blocked out a little bit or I should. I'll speak for myself. Maybe we should have ignored it a little bit, ignore that noise. But I don't know. There was something very just uh, appealing to that. Like, uh, let's shock them with something else. Let's do something else. That's dangerous, man. It was a, it was a dangerous way to live. You know, I uh, I don't regret it. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe we should have calmed down a little bit, right? But then you wouldn't be you. Yeah, exactly. You'd be somebody else. You'd be- exactly. And then the other uh, documentary, which was damn good too. You saw behind the behind the curve. My favorite. Better than Free Solo. Absolutely. Really? Because it just shows how stupid fucking people can be. It's scary. It's a it's a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's about the flat earthers. And so this guy lives with his mom. <laughs> a sergeant. Sergeant. Mark Sergeant. I Mark. love his mom through this whole thing. Like, She's like, I'm praying for him not to be this stupid. <laughs> But he's he's huge in the flat Earth community, and his mom's like looking at him like, "Hey, when are you gonna get a fucking job and move out of the basement?" And she's questioning him the whole time, like, "Well, are, are there any scientists that believe in this flat Earth theory?" And and Mark Sargent goes, "Aha, no!" And I'll tell you why. That's a conspiracy in its own right. This is the, the, They're the, holding back this info from us. He's gone fucking completely insane. But he loves the uh, the celebrity of it. Right? But he's so into Flat Earth. Yeah. And that girl's a cutie. I liked her. Oh, the one that does the, the podcast? Yeah, with the green hair, with the red hair. Yeah. She's in your wheelhouse? Oh, oh piss you. <laughs> <laughs> I would show up with a Flat Earth t-shirt. <laughs> in a second. I would Flat Earth the shit out of her. <laughs> Oh, I'll make you flat. <laughs> you want a flat earth? Oh my god, really? <laughs> Show you my flat earth. <laughs> she Wow, really? I, she 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 was too crazy, man. Oh, she I, scared me. Let me tell you something. I She's love the those type crazy of person eyes. I really believe would like uh, boil your I pet love in I love night. wild horses like if you like Right. You showed me a girl with crazy eyes. 
Because yeah. uh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this isn't going to last, but Jesus, going to be hold, hold, hold on to this fucking bull for a second. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a good ride, is what you're thinking, huh? Friday's calling. We might, you might be in trouble. Over Why am I in trouble? Because we've been here too long. We're we're podcast. Tell Freddie to tell Freddie. I'll wrap it up so he could talk to you. <laughs> mm. Oh boy, what happened? I don't know. But in his text, it said fatal. So I gotta read it. Like, you know, oh, really? Unfucking believe. He's sending me a clipping from this from a newspaper. Something happened. Uh oh. Oh my god. What? Billionaire diamond trader. Oh my god. You would hire this guy in the streets. He's a big deal. 65 dies during penis enlargement surgery that triggered heart attack at a Paris clinic. What? <laughs> Someone's, someone was trying to get his dick bigger and he died and he was a billionaire? Yeah. Wow. Diamond geezer. Move uh, the thing. Joy's going to kill you. You can hear it through the thing. Diamond geezer. It says uh, billionaire diamond trader. Uh, can't pronounce the name really. 65 dies during penis enlargement surgery that triggered heart attack at Paris Clinic, just like you said. Wow. He was the world's top diamond trader's uh, operate. He was a machine. Uh, what a way to go. Wow. You can't die during penis enlargement surgery. But imagine all that money and you're just going to die as a headline in the sun. Wow. Like, as a, like, a, like a fucking degenerate getting your dick bigger. Uh, he suffered a heart attack when a substance was injected into his penis. Jesus. His own penis killed him. Well, they all, we all have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Party with models. Now there's a whole backstory to this guy. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's insane. Whatever they injected into his penis caused a fatal heart attack. Freddie jumping in, helping out the podcast. Freddie! 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 That last story once again proven men are stupid. <laughs> no matter how much money you have, no penis is worth your life. <laughs> and especially if you have a billion dollars where you can buy all the putang you want. A couple of toys, a good working tongue, and you're in. Jesus. Greg, a couple sponsoroonies. Let's talk about getquip.com slash Opie. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. I love my Quip. They have sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough on your sensitive gums because we all know we brush our teeth too hard, so they figure that out for you. They also have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. You don't have to set a timer. You just start your toothbrush, two minutes later you're done and you know you, you brushed your teeth properly. They have a multi-use cover mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. And this is why I like my Quip. Brush heads are automatically delivered, which is very, very cool. All of a sudden in the mail, you're not even thinking about it. You got a new brush head. They give you a new battery because that's all you need to uh, to charge this thing. They give you toothpaste. They give you a travel toothpaste, and it all comes in a nice little package. So you throw out your old battery, you put on your new brush head, and you're ready to continue brushing properly with uh, Quip. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Opie right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Opie. That's getquip.com slash Opie.
Opie Radio. Oh, Robinhood. I like Robinhood, man. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. That's important. While other brokerages charge up to $10 every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. You could do it on the train. You could do it on the bus. You could do it in your Uber. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you could start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design... The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. That's really important because if you're just getting into it, don't worry. They know that. They're going to walk you through it. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. This whole thing is so easy. Robinhood is giving listeners of OP Radio a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Why don't you sign up and check it out for yourself? Sign up right now at opradio.robinhood.com. That's opradio.robinhood.com. Thank you, Robinhood. So let's get back to Behind the Curve, the Flat Earth documentary. So they believe that we live in a dome. Like the Truman Show. Like the Truman yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. Like a do- an actual dome I that was, has a top and all I was that. watching this, this documentary, yeah. with a millennial. Yeah. That was... We woke up at like 8 in the morning. Right. Smoked weed from 8 in the morning till I put the documentary on at about 2. So this person was high... As a kite. Right. And eating gummies and fucking other stuff. Right. right? I put it on. Two seconds in, she's like, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just that guy. No, no. But was intriguing. Yeah. Was the cult of celebrity, right? Yes. How, how, it was, li- it was like watching how a cult is made. Right. And, and it had to me. The same creepy tie-ins as religion. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, this is how shit started. Yes. Like, like 10,000 years ago, this motherfucker would have been, uh, there would have been churches about this guy, someone with this kind of charisma, with this conspiracy thingy. Think L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard, the man who think, lived on a boat. Like, he was a crazy person. And don't think your religion is safe. My religion's one of the craziest. Maybe all religions. Who knows at this point? But uh, uh, yes, I could see religion, how this re- could turn into a religion. And you fast forward a, uh, a whole bunch of years, people are, are dying over the, this, thinking, but no. You, just think, Jesus preached. Yeah. The first time we got introduce, introduced to Jesus is when he went to the temple. Right. And fucking threw out all the vendors of the temple and yeah. stuff, right? Fast forward to the year... You know, two thousand. So fast forward two thousand and nineteen years later. Yeah, the head of what he did in that temple lives in their own country, walled country called the Vatican, swathed in the most in the biggest riches that you've ever seen in your life. Right. Now, how does biggest landowner in the world? Biggest landowner, bigger than McDonald's. Right, and <laughs> McDonald's is a close second. Close second. So you have you went from from the son of God. That came in and tried to help everybody and teach them like it, you don't. These material things are awful. Right. So, and once humans touch that mentality, which is a pure mentality, it could be, you could say it was Jesus, you could say 
Yahweh, whatever you want to call this person, wherever part of the world you are, all religions basically are pretty much the same. Right. right? Love everybody. They have a lot of similarities. They have a lot of similarities. They really do. But once once we touch it, it turns to shit. Yes. I mean, every day. human touch. You read the Bible. You read what, what, what this guy said. Or, or you read in any in the, in the in the Old Testament, the Jews. It's all perfect, and then you just see these organizations grow around it, and people getting hurt, and people being taken advantage of, and people being brainwashed. When the simple, when most religions are just telling you, don't be a dick. Right. Just don't be a dick. We bastardized it, and we just turned it into like when I went to the Vatican, I said, "This is," you know, everyone's like, "Wow!" I'm like, "This is a scam." <laughs> You know, I lead more toward it. This is a scam for sure. I mean, Opie, it felt so scammy. Yeah. I'm like the the the, the 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 Roman guard or whatever they have. They dress. They have soldiers that are dressed like clowns. Have you ever seen them? Oh yeah, man. They they thought of everything. But you you're not wrong. I mean, the flat Earth. Uh, this flat Earth thing is taking off. Um, I think they said uh, between 2015 and 2019, it's off. It's just off the hook. How many people are googling the flat Earth uh, theories and <laughs> and joining the the organization? The best and, is, and is in, I'm watching the I'm watching <laughs> when they're showing people agreeing with them. Yeah, what, what was his name? Robert Frost. What was his name? Uh, Mark Sargent. Mark Sargent, and people are agreeing with him. And it's like Shaquille O'Neal, like, and it's like these these obtuse people. Like just because four MBI guys right. think that you're right, the Earth is flat, Charles. It's unbelievable. Listen to me. I have more championship rings than you. <laughs> I have five. You have zero. The Earth is flat. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right. You can't argue the point because but you they never have won no science. Well, Kyrie Irving too of the Boston Celtics. There, there, there's a well. Look, a lot of these guys end up uh, going into the fucking government. At least one or two down there in Washington believe the Earth is only a little over two thousand years old. There's a lot of people that believe that, but we have actual. Is it politicians. Bernie Sanders who looks like he combs his hair with a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> You've been saving that one, yeah, you yeah. bitch. <laughs> You know what, though? Great line. Uh, I took notes on the movie. Just things to run through really fast. So, uh, yeah, they think we're just one big Truman show. And then, like, well, explain the sun and the moon. And they're like, oh, that's easy. That's just lights uh, rotating through the sky. Right. Lights. Uh, They hate Neil deGrasse Tyson. They think he's the devil. Because he's actually a scientist? Yeah, he's scamming everybody with his knowledge, and he's full of shit. Right. Uh, one of the flat earth, uh, theories is look, just look at the flight patterns online. You can see all the flights in the sky at any given time and you're not going to see many, uh, you're not going to see any flights, uh, go South and disappear, uh, on the bottom part of your screen. And that proves that, uh, that we're living in a dome because they can't go South because it ends. Really? Yes. I don't, they're really, (laughs) yes. He goes, that's all you had to do. And that, that, that fired up a lot of people to start thinking that the Earth is flat. Yes. Just a flight pattern. Yeah. Um, they showed it during the documentary that most of the planes do fly from left to right. <laughs> <laughs> but one lady's like, well, what about this plane? You know, Because they had this documentary balance with real scientists and then the flat earthers. And she's like, look, right here, this one's going south. What is this guy talking about? And then I wrote, I just wrote this one down for you. You think Mark Sargent is full of himself? <laughs> oh, 
Mark Sargent is one documentary away from talking in third person. Yeah. He's really, I mean, but just imagine. He's created his own cult of personality, right? He has his own little group of people. Right. He's banging the, the cute girl that I like with no, the cats. No, they're not banging, man. Opie. Now let's talk now. She now, wants bang. Now, he, he's too much of a fucking nerd living with his mom to bang. Now, you, now you're the flat earther. You, you, think, didn't, you didn't get that tension that whole time? I, I got the tension, but I think, he when someone know, jokes, I think he doesn't know what to do with a girl. When someone jokes about not having sex, they're having sex. Uh, now I'm going to tell I, you, I, it I, might be, it might be, well, let's, there's degrees uh, of having sex. Opie, just hear me out now. I'm going to hear you out. I listen to your fun facts for three fucking podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it could be a lot. It could be a little bit. It could be something as simple as, you know, intimacy takes a lot of different things. Right. He could have grabbed a boob. He, she could have just grabbed his co- crotch. Right. And he made a mess in his pants. Right. I mean, that's what he, that's what he looks like to me, like a guy that'd be messy pants. Uh, making cumsies. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it, you know, there's different levels of intimacy, but she's 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 into him. Dude, you've, that was the sub-story for me. No, you've turned me on so many things, but she wants sex bad, and this guy doesn't know how to work a girl. I think they did. That's, uh, no, I'm 100% with you. The guy's I, dead in the water. I right. mean, he's, he's yeah. a flat earth to her round earth. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's bad. It's you th- bad. You think his helmet touched her pussy and that was it? I don't think so. I think maybe a little. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't see. I don't see him as a. She. She looks like she's a handful. Right. Plus, with all the cats running around, you don't, <laughs> there were too many cats. You don't take your pants off when there's a lot of cats because then you know, you're fucking the new scratching post. <laughs> right. Oh, they're gonna go for your balls. Oh, they go for it in a second. Uh, and then we learn a little bit about Mark Sargent, who's one of the main guys in the flat Earth uh, community. And uh, turns out um, his uh, bio is basically he made homemade fireworks, <laughs> and he was the digital pinball champion of the world. Boom! <laughs> I'd be impressed if, if if he was the pinball champion of so the world. So he's actually the pinball wizard. The digital pinball wizard of the world. What was that? I don't... Fi- that's geek stuff. I don't know. So you tell me he can't really play real pinball? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if he can play real pinball. <laughs> um, and then they had psychologists in, the, in this documentary, and I wrote a couple of these quotes. Oh, they were great. Because they were awesome. Uh, basically, you know, they were trying to show like the conspiracy people in general and the flat earthers some respect in this documentary, which I kind of liked instead of just going like they're ridiculous and full of shit. Right. But you couldn't they hide were, the ridiculousness. No, but they were also trying to, you know, um, understand it and, and try to explain why people do this. Right. Uh, and the one uh, psychologist goes, all of us have that tendency to want to connect with people that makes us unique. Right. Human beings feel very threatened when that identity is being taken away. Mm. And then uh, to continue with that, it says joining the club often comes as a relief because they could finally identify with other like-minded people. For the first time, they're not different and no longer alone. So people will jump onto these uh, conspiracy theories and these groups, these fringe groups. I think they were stupid, those people in that room. Did you see them? Did you see the guy with the wood motorcycle? <laughs> I want to ride that thing. Oh, right to the end of the dome. <laughs> it's called the Flat Earth Rider, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> sends me a text. <laughs> you said that you actually pleasure yourself to this movie. Opie, why? What are you? Are we running out of stuff? That was elevator talk. But what's wrong with admitting that? 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, really? Of course I did. On your business. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you telling me that? I didn't know. I thought that we, we, it was an off podcast thing. You pleasured yourself to the cat lady. I don't want people to know that I'm fucking you know, up to documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> I was, what? I was, what? listen, I was bored. My phone was in the kitchen charging and I couldn't find the remote to change it to the naughty channel. What? So I just focused. <laughs> what part of the movie made you go, you know what? I got to pleasure myself right no, now. No, I just, I captured an image in my, and then I closed my eyes because I was scared that Sergeant would come back on the screen and then. <laughs> and ruin everything. <laughs> I'm kidding everybody out there. Not really. Okay, I'm kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> I find it amazing. <laughs> uh, Why do you do these things? You, you caught me flat-footed. <laughs> well, you can't say that in an elevator right before a podcasting. That's uh, that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. I thought we were having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a moment. That's like that's amazing. I don't know. Your creep alarm went off. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Is it bad to admit that you pleasure yourself, Carl? I think at my age, yeah, I think it's a, why, man. You got to hammer one out every once in a while. Well, I, I do on your own, right? I, I I just got confused and bored. Maybe it's part of your culture that you can't talk openly about that. Don't be shy. About my fucking don't, culture. Have you seen my culture? We have nine kids. Don't be ashamed that you made cumsies on your belly. <laughs> watching a documentary on the flat Earth thing. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Things happen. Oh, fuck. Right? Why did I open my mouth? Uh, <sighs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Now they anyway. fucking can't wait to see fucking Twitter fucking grab that and run. No, they'll leave you alone. They'll leave me alone. They'll leave you alone. Of course they will. <laughs> <laughs> the scientists admit they're, they're at fault here. Cause Why? Because they, they take the approach to change someone's mind is to shame them. So they talk down to them. Instead of saying, hey, let's have a discussion about this. Why do you think that? Let's learn together. Maybe I could uh, enlighten you. Maybe you enlighten me. I don't know, but let's talk this out. I just. But instead, they're like, you're crazy. You're full of shit. Fuck you. And that pisses off people and makes them dig in further. Right. Kind of goes with that whole argument thing with, uh, well, that's you know. our politics. With Trump. Yeah. That's why I found this movie fascinating on so many levels, because I'm like, wait a minute. Now substitute Trump in here. You know, when when you discuss Trump with family members and whatnot, everyone digs in. It's a war. You know, if I have to give in to any of this, uh, any of these points this person is making, I'm going to I'm going to look uh, like less of a person. Well, I, and that's how we all handle arguments these days. I can't. No handle, one wants to listen to the other side. I can't handle the media. I don't even know what the pre, what this president's doing, though, because it's so much screaming and fucking so many. I gotcha. Oh, right. you know this and that, and and you know, f you know. Now it's it's. Um, I mean, now we know how they're going to get them. I mean, the, the you know the playbook is out right on how they're going to get them, which I think is disgusting because, like Trump or not, you know. When the rest of the government stops working and they just focus on trying to kick out this duly elected president, yeah. that's a fucking problem. Yeah, I, I don't know that's, what... That's going to come to bite us in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you're doing to Trump, people you don't like are right. going to be doing it to you. Remember when you used to watch cable news and actually get news, meaning a whole bunch of different things in the news? Yeah. Now it's Trump 24 hours a day. 
But it's unbelievable. You don't, you get no news about anything else that's going on in this country anymore. But the thing is, is uh, uh, you know. The, the whole Russian collusion, there's nothing there, right? They made that whole thing up with the, with the dossier and everything. You could tell, right? That was an inside job. Why do I think that? Because everyone that was involved got fucking fired, right? right? All these FBI well, he guys. was in the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, though. Awesome. Good for him. That was That's the, the hotel they used to tape everybody. So then it comes down to, did he go back to his room and be a, a good boy? Or did he go back to his room and be a bad boy? That's what that comes it, down it to. It doesn't matter. He was because earlier in the day they said they offered him up five or six prostitutes while he was in Moscow. I mean, but that happens so to everybody either, in Moscow. No, I understand that. But a lot of people coming uh, forward and saying they tape everybody in that hotel. They set up people all the time. And but Trump was in that hotel. I'm not saying. Opie, all I'm saying is stop it. Stop it. No, it would have leaked already. It's been two fucking years. If they had that, if they if they had anything close to him banging girls at the Ritz Carlton or doing whatever, right? Their whole point was to stop him from being president. That shit would have been out. Or they wanted him to be president to get some things done. Get what done? Who? It's too. That's too deep of a conspiracy. They don't don't, want him at all. I'm just playing the other side. That would have leaked. I think years ago. I think. when it gets to the point where they don't want him anymore, then we see the tape. Possibly. The day he won, they didn't want him, dude. It's crazy what they're doing. I'm talking guy. about the Russians. The Russians. Feel, well, some people feel like the uh, the Russians have something on Trump. Yeah, they would. And he was in a hotel that they're known to do that. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what I believe. I don't think the Russians really or in that. And it was admitted that earlier in the day he was offered you know prostitutes to come up to the room. So so does he go back to the room as a good boy or a bad boy? Well, hopefully as a bad boy. And then, then the theory is, then they got they got a tape on him. So they got a tape on him doing yeah. what? What has he not done in his normal? He's a, he was a he was a playboy fucking billionaire, right? I, what well, you don't understand is no. He, but at that point, he was married and all that stuff. That, he didn't give a fuck before that, that because matter. he was just he, being a playboy. Left if that right. grab him by the pussy video didn't do anything, he's done. Oh well, he's good. Well, I mean, imagine Billy Bush got fired <laughs> and he God. didn't. God, that's why Trump's an asshole, by the way. What do you mean? Because he didn't save Billy Bush. He can. Well, he he, he should have saved Billy Bush. Everybody worry about How your, about that? Stay out the bushes. How about that? <laughs> he becomes president after that tape comes out, and Billy Bush's career is destroyed. Oh, man. And he was just laughing along. He barely said anything on that poor tape. I feel so bad for Billy Bush. Well, what, are you friends with him or something? I just feel bad. Billy, shout out. What's, What's up? What's up, Billy? Uh, why would you pursue something that leads to a falling out with your blood relatives? This this uh, leans into that Trump territory. Wait, what happened? Well, I, I'm going back to the psychologist in the Flat right. Earth documentary, and, and uh, they asked the question, why would you pursue something that leads to a falling out with your blood relatives? And they say, uh, psychologists say, what's important is the truth. And it doesn't matter if that means ruining uh, family relationships. Oh, jeez. That sounds complicated. Huh? You think that's a little complicated? It's for me. I, I, that's not on my bandwidth. You what? <laughs> I don't get that one. I don't have the <laughs> bandwidth for it. I dozed off on that one. <laughs> I'm thinking about Russian prostitutes. <laughs> well, you know what? You make a very good point because I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the psychologist in this stupid documentary that's a throwaway, right? <laughs> Going, wow, that's that's pretty deep what he's saying it's funny here. How we watched both the same thing yeah. and I'm like – She's hot. Look at all the cats. <laughs> that dude's a dork. That motorcycle sucks. And you're, and you're rubbing one out to the redhead. <laughs> and we watch the same exact That's thing. That's amazing. <laughs> Not once did I ever thought that I have to rub one out. <laughs> it was just timing. I was bored. And the room was warm. <laughs> 
And then uh, they get into the whole argument thing, which is war, which we talked about uh, this with Des Bishop. But basically, argument is war. One side wins, the other side loses. That's what we think when we get, get into an argument with anybody, especially with this Trump stuff. Think cool. Trump. And, um, and you think, if my opponent feels like he's better than me, that's intolerable to me. I'm not going to listen to what he says. Busy planning uh, your counterattack. So you're not listening. You're just like, oh, how am I going to counterattack what he's saying right now or her? And uh, and then they suggest another way, which is just not human nature, unfortunately. They say another way to look at it. Uh, let's go explore this together. So we're Ooh. not we're not looking at this as one of us is going to win and one of us loses. Let's uh, explore this together. I like how the guy thinks, but in the movie, I'm thinking th- that's just not human nature. Unfortunately, did you see when they bought the twenty thousand uh, dollar gyro? Yes, and it it basically <laughs> told them in within three minutes of them turning it on <laughs> that the world was round, and they're like, so they kept coming up with new experiments, yeah, to disqualify this amazing machine, yeah. Well, that well, that that was my favorite. But the, the they, gyro, they're like, we're gonna make this thing out of unobtainium <laughs> to right. put the gyro in. I'm like, what are you right. doing? Well, conspiracy people haven't have have a conclusion. The Earth is flat. How do we get to that point? That goes against science. Right. Science doesn't start with that. No. They start with a theory, and then it's like, how do we prove it wrong? How do we, how do we advance right. this this thought of ours? But with conspiracies, especially the flat Earth, they're like, the Earth is flat. How do we get to that point? So they do have these experiments, like you were saying, and when the experiments were proving that, no, the the Earth is not flat. <laughs> you just proved it to yourself. The Earth is not flat. They're like, oh well, there's got to be something wrong here. Right. The fl- the Earth is flat. How do we get to this conclusion? And they were like coming up with conspiracies. Science uh, f- fucks things up all the time. They think one thing, and then uh, a new scientist comes along, and goes, nope, that's actually not true, and I'll explain why. And then and then science is advanced. Right, because science works on dissent. You know, one person figures it out, and you have fifty people trying to tell you you're wrong. Right. And, and then you end up with the, you end up somewhere, right? And the flat you end up with science. And the flat Earth people think everything's right, uh, this, and everyone is wrong, and they're right. And and it just is a matter of time where we find an experiment that will prove that the the Earth is flat. The, and they ignore all the experiments that prove the Earth is not flat. Did you see the end of the movie? Did you get? To the Why end can't of the you movie? get to the dome? When it, huh? Why can't someone get to the end of the dome? Well, that's a good question, man. I don't know. I mean, it's there. Well, they they ignore all the footage from space. And they stuff. should get Alex. Well, they or what's his name? Adam from Han Solo, the climber. Oh, right. To climb the fucking dome. That would fucking best be documentary epic. ever. Put the redhead in it for Carl. Well, what about <laughs> what about the space station? They're rocking around the Earth over and over again. You could see this footage. Yeah, what do they say about the space station? They could see the footage as they're going around the Earth over and over again. They ignore it because it doesn't prove that uh, you know. It goes against the fact that the Earth is flat. They don't want. They don't want to hear that nonsense. Did you see uh, when Mark Sargent went to the eclipse? He's like, <laughs> "Oh, this is gonna be," and then he goes, "Oh yeah, of course. I, I saw no dimension. Those were two flat objects in the sky that they just kind of, you know, pushed together." And uh, oh, you fucking, that, 
And that's why we had that eclipse. Yeah, because I'm going to listen to the firework maker. <laughs> right. But at the end of the movie, they have an experiment where they have, uh, I guess, three posts. Oh, with the laser? With the laser. <laughs> and that, that takes a shit. <laughs> they couldn't figure out the laser. To, they needed the laser to be small when it's, uh, what, like uh, three miles or something like that? To I see the exactly. curvature or whatever? Yeah, so they figure out, all right, we put up a post. We have a laser. We have a second post in the middle of the swamp or the water, the body of water. forgot what it was, maybe a pond or a lake. And then on the other side of that, I forgot how far, but I think it was like three miles or something like that. We have another post. So if, if the laser goes through the same mark in all three posts, that means the earth is flat. <laughs> but they couldn't get the laser to work. <laughs> and they had to send everyone home. The rest is like, well, we got to shut it down. Like talking all like scientific. It's right. three assholes in right. a Motorola and a, and a fucking eBay laser. Right. So going back to the point where, okay, we, we are convinced the earth is flat. We just got to find an experiment that proves this. So they do this experiment. They're like, look, it's going to work, man. We're gonna. It's gonna hit the same mark all the way the the third post. It'll prove the Earth is flat. So then they're like, the laser doesn't work. So then they go back to the drawing board and they were pretty smart. They're like, let's just make holes in the board and we'll use a light. So if it goes through the first hole, the second hole, and the third hole, right at at exact same distance, that proves the Earth is flat. <laughs> so they do the experiment at the end of the movie, and the, the guy's like, I can't, I can't, I can't see the light hitting your board. And the guy's like, yeah, it's not hitting the board. He's like, oh, shoot. All right, uh, lift your board up. So if you lift the board up, that means now, you know, that proves there's a curvature. Now you're lifting the board so you get the straight beam of light, right? right. So as soon as he lifted up the board, uh, you could see the light on the last board proving that the earth is not flat. That's the curvature. Did you follow me on that sort of? Nope. No. So it was a failed experiment getting back to your point. They immediately went online because I guess they did this experiment live. And everyone's like, hey, asshole, you're proving that there it's not flat. <laughs> and then they quickly went into defense mode to say, oh, well, uh, the experiment was flawed. The reason why we didn't see the light the first time, there were weeds in the way. So that blocked out the light. And they, they quickly, uh, my point here being, quickly had to kind of, you know, protect themselves because they, they can never admit that they were wrong. Did anyone else... Did, did, uh, the one thing in the documentary, they didn't say who was in charge of this whole fucking thing. It was the other guy, the crazy guy that started the whole flat earth movement. No. And who, he had a falling out with the- Who put the fucking dome there? Who's in charge of this thing? Oh, well, that's all just vagary. Who's running the light show? That's all just vagary. It's the government. It's this. It's what that. What government? Uh, it's the black ops. It's the it's the the Rothschild. Was Sergeant the son of uh, your mom's roommate? Oh, <laughs> the tenant. They I thought, thought my brother was thought Brett was black ops. <laughs> I thought my brother worked for the CIA. That guy'd be in the flat earth. He would be in the flat earth society. Oh yeah, he would. He would love it. It's a great documentary. It's uh, I think it's called uh, what uh, Beyond the Curve. I think right. Uh, behind the curve, yeah. and it's on Netflix. Another re uh, documentary recommendation for you. Check there out the redhead; she's a cutie. Uh, well, it seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that your thought? <laughs> what do you mean? You know, I think the way I think, Opie. I'm not going to fucking change. You know. <laughs> I like girls. What, what's wrong with it? Is there something? Some, you're always girl shaming. She was all right. 
And then they. She was the best one in the documentary. Therefore, she's yeah. number one. They went to the uh, this what some kind of space museum in Houston and like, oh, oh this is gonna be a yeah. fucking NASA strike. <laughs> like, oh, and they're just mocking everything that we yeah. did. Look at the space shuttle. Like, whatever. <laughs> the space program did amazing things, and they're down there in uh, Houston just mocking the whole thing. Look, the display doesn't even work. All right, maybe they ran out of funding, but it doesn't mean we didn't go to the moon. I'd rather them spend the money on the fucking rockets. <laughs> And fucking your right. little display button. <laughs> right, exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, but anyway. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, we did digress. We but wanted to do uh, Yelp reviews. We wanted thing? to do uh, navigating at uh, navigating people through restaurants and stuff. How long have we been talking? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but but we have Yelp reviews. Let's we could, do Yelp reviews. We could do Yelp reviews next time. We could we could do a little wrap it up here. Let's wrap it up. I think we did good, man. I think that was a fun one. I had a fun. I had fun just talking to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we went deep, more well, into your yeah, history. You brought up you brought up um, a private conversation with me and you in the elevator about me. What I do while I watch documentaries. I thought that was perfect for the podcast. <laughs> it was funny. Am I confused? No, no, you're not. You're confused as a fox. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people tell me the good stuff and then like, uh, of course I'm gonna bring it up. No, I know if I tell you, it's it's open. It's open. Oh, all right. I think there's nothing wrong with it. There's things I don't tell you. I will watch that documentary again and whack off to her. Thank you. I don't know though. I didn't find her attractive. But you gotta put yourself in my shoes. There was an <laughs> astro scientist in the thing that I found attractive. I think she had like a nose ring and stuff. She was like a uh, millennial. No, you thought the one with the all astro, the colored hair, the astrophysicist. You would think because she looked like all homemade clothes. Yes, and shit. yes, and she was like way better than the cat lady. The cat lady just looks sensual. Not even close. Why not? I, I, I like know. older girls. I don't like young. Yeah, girls. that's right. You do like them a little older. I mean, she was put together and stuff. She just the crazy factor was a little too much for oh, me. You imagine a little too much. But she was all crazy and like her house like didn't look very catty. Like you right. know. It was, so you know, in her bathroom, she has all the good products. You ever take a bathroom <laughs> shower in a cougar's bathroom? I mean, I get to t- test like thirty different body washes and the loofahs and the fucking little things, and and then I use their razors to to trim me up a little bit because their razors are so good. They have the little blockers because they're for their legs. And then I, you know, I clean my back real good, and I got back scrubbers, and fucking. Then I tweeze my eyebrows. I mean, I'm in there for, I'm in there for an hour and a half, and she's like, "I'm just folding your clothes." <laughs> kind of sounds nice. It's fucking nice. Sophie. Six different types of sponges to, Dude, to I got, scrub. And... I mean, she, I've she, I've been to a girl, a woman, a woman, not a girl. Yeah. Like has the between the toe things and yeah. everything, and I gotta I gotta thank you. Why is that? Well, I didn't think I was going to bring this up, but you bring it up uh, showering at a cougar's house and stuff. Right. Did you notice my hair today? It's a, li- a bit on the Nicolas Cage wild It's a little Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nicolas Cage. Who was the... Uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. The you, wild did Nick you, Nolte hair. Did you use different conditioner? Look at it, right? It looks kind of feathery. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. So, <laughs> My wife's really into products, oh. but the problem is... I, it's in different languages. They yeah, it's all like French. They use different words. Yeah. So I don't know half the time what's a shampoo and what's a conditioner. So this might have been some asshole fucking uh, product. I don't know how. I don't know what. I don't know what I use, but it's not shampoo or conditioner. My hair is like not moving today. 
It, looks it might it might have been like some fucking who knows? toe fungus cleaner yeah. or I don't know what I put on my French. hair. <laughs> it is a little yeah. Look at it. It's just it like just it. stays wherever you put it. <laughs> That's really That's once again I'm using my wife's product. She knows what all this stuff does. I just assume everything in the shower is uh, I, I just assume she has ten or twelve different shampoos. But no, every bottle is for something. I was chilling with this girl and uh we're, we're doing an event at the Food Network, and it was sponsored by this water, and it's called collagen water. Right. So they put collagen in the water, and then you drink these little shots of water. Yeah. But I'm hungover, and I had like 30 fucking waters. Really? I mean, with mixed with a little vodka. I guess it's not a good idea. <laughs> a little vodka poo. And... And my buddy looks at me and goes, what the fuck's wrong with your face? Like, I'm starting to get, like, all bloated. <laughs> he goes, you look like you got stuck by a bee. I'm like, I've been drinking collagen water and vodkas. 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 He goes, he goes, that's not for that, Carl. What the fuck is wrong with you? They said, the girls, all the girls said they do it, and they look pretty healthy, so I just decided... You know, mix it up with a little vodka. <laughs> they don't do. They don't do ten collagens. I no. I must have done thirty little collagen bottles. Like I and mean, vodkas. I was, I was, <laughs> collagen and vodkas. <laughs> the fuck's a vodka? Huh? <laughs> Are you from Long Island? That's how I think. That's how we say vodka yeah, on Long my Island. My friend from vodka. Huntington. So he says, right. "Yeah, let's do a little vodka." Vodkas. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's banging out the vodkas over there. <laughs> I like walking. I like fish. I drink vodka. <laughs> what? Hey, cuz, let's bang out some vodkas at the bar. You are highly intelligent, and then all of a sudden, I guess your brain decides. <laughs> well, Freddie I need right. to say I like vodkas. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? I always shit the bed at the end of the podcast. <laughs> you short circuit. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, uh, let me you God bless vodka. God bless some vodka. All right, we got a lot done here. Um, oh, ahead. I want to take this time and thank Joey. Yeah. That little uh, cabin montage that he did at the last one. Yeah, that was a sad day, and that came out of nowhere. Um, if you're up to date on the podcast, then you you heard the episode where uh, Carl's like, hey, man, can you come to me this time? So, And I love I love going up mm-hmm. to the creepy cabin and the telemark and uh, the whistle uh, stop. The whistle stop, uh, big telemark tavern. We've podcasted all over the place up there. So the I Telemark go, Tavern's for sale. You want to buy it? Really? Property, pizzeria, the whole thing. Why are they selling Wood it? Liquor license, seven hundred eighty thousand. Jesus, no thanks. We got to get a few more down, dudes, and then we can think about it. Let's talk to the boys. Maybe um, we could go there and we can fucking drink some vodkas and own this shit. I might have a surprise for you to end the podcast, actually. So, <laughs> so Carl goes. He doesn't tell me. He goes, "Hey, man." Uh, can you come up my way this time? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. You've been to the city a bunch. I'll go your way. And okay. we, we'd certainly have a good time at the uh, the creepy cabin. And then, like, uh, most of you guys heard it by now. And, like, a few minutes in, Carl's like, oh, yeah, this is the last day I'm going to be in the creepy cabin. I'm like, what? That's where we started this whole podcast thing from. I actually felt sad driving home, Carl. I'm texting Freddie. Why are you texting Freddie? Because I'm an hour late. Ah, he understands, he right? Does. He well, does. He I does. I sure hope he does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> For my sake. <laughs> if not, there's going to be, there's gonna be a fucking tribute of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I sure hope he the understands. The next podcast is going to be you and, uh, what's his name? Breast Brisbane, the kid, that, yeah. the Irish kid? Or next thing you know, uh, Carl goes bye-bye because he had penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> no, I 
But I would get it anyway, just to fucking have that extra edge. But now, now that I know that, listen, if you're a billionaire and you died, what are they going to do to me? Because, you know, I'm going to go get the right. fucking chop suey version. <laughs> How small was the billionaire's dick? It had to be a micro penis, and I'll tell you why. Because I think, I think there are plenty of women out there that that'll overlook a small penis if you got if you got that money, right? And me, that lifestyle. Let me tell you. So something. how small was it where he was going? Oh my god, I'm a billionaire, and these girls are laughing at me left and right. I I actually can tell you a story. Oh, a real story about this. Okay. So, I was talking to a friend of mine. We got really stoned one day, and he's on the small side in the pants. And we all know because, you know, we joked around with each other. One time right. we threw him into a fountain, and it look, he looked like just like a little baby monkey down there. <laughs> <laughs> looked like an acorn. So me and my friends are relentless. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we keep fucking with him. Because, I, mean, I mean, how this kid didn't kill him. So, I mean, we were just the worst. I mean, we were the worst. Right. But we used to be like, and he was a good-looking dude. I mean, he was a good-looking dude, so he would get the girls and shit. And I would always ask him, I'm like, yo, bro, like, you know, you, you, what happened with her? He's like, no, nah, she just didn't seem happy. So I think that I think what what happens is they lose girls, or or they look down, they're having sex with the girl, and the girls like just like staring off into space or checking your phone or some shit. Like if girls take that shit serious, yeah. But then you ask uh, women, they're like, yeah, size doesn't matter. It huh? has to matter to a point, I would assume, right? What, what do you mean, size doesn't matter? If you talk to enough women, that's what they'll say. Women lie about everything. Right. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. You're, like my grandfather said, he said, the only thing that wears makeup is, is uh, bank robbers, clowns, and women. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, that was my grandfather. Uh, I was from the 20s. I understand. So um, during this podcast, uh, Joey actually texted me, and we were just talking about the Creepy Cabin. You thank Joey for putting that montage together, right? Because it's over. No more episodes from the Creepy Cabin. You're totally out of there, right? I'm out. Totally out. That is fucking sad, bro. That was so exciting to me, that that first episode. Wasn't and that I, nice to And I him? drove up there, and I'm like, here we go, Carl. We're starting from pretty much nothing. We did start from nothing. We're starting from here, yeah. and we have built this fucking We thing. have. We built this. this. I hope he puts that song on, Joey. Built this city. So anyway, uh, Joey texted me. It's so weird. You just thanked him for the montage of the Creepy Cabin. He writes, a listener sent me a little tune about the Creepy Cabin. Oh, boy. Pod Squad. You want to listen to it cold? I haven't heard it. In my email. Is it EB? It doesn't seem like that because he would have said it's EB, who, who we love. Let me see if I can find it. By the way, this one comes in from my Twitter pal, at Siggy Sour. Buckle up, Siggy Sour. You're going for a ride. Oh, I got it. I'm going to play it through my phone. Okay. Sometimes we got to leave that creepy cabin of ours. Boo! Why are you booing it? Just began. All right, try again. All right, I'm sorry. It's not Joey, by the way. At first, I was like, wait a minute, is this Joey? But no, it's that not. That couldn't be no, Joey. No, it's not Joey. There's no time telling where we will be. An Adam Sandler song. Oh. It's all beyond us now. Whoa. <laughs> it's all beyond us now. Oh, my God. It's all beyond. Now. My teeth hurt. <laughs> my fucking teeth hurt. <laughs> Thank you very much, dude. But I, I don't. You know, how do you be nice? How do you be you're nice? Not feeling and, it? It's only. But we've only played twenty-seven seconds of it. Like, giving it a chance at least. I will, give me how much? How much longer can I add you? <laughs> it's all behind. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 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 
Uh-oh, cat noises. Someone's <laughs> going to pull out their pud. <laughs> nice. Nice callback, you dick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. You wanna, uh, we got to play a little more. Let's give it a chance, Carl. Come on, right, man. All right, go ahead. <laughs> he designed it in such a way Where the ladies will stay Genesee yeah. in the fridge True, true Cookies for the bitchiness True, true, true I got a whole box of tampons in the bathroom Now in the living room Oh, he blew it? Yes! The tampons are in the bathroom, not the living room, or the living room, not the bathroom, yeah. or whatever he tried to say. It's okay. We keep going. People uh, love that you had a whole box of tampons, and they <laughs> all understood it was for multi-purposes. <laughs> you like Oh, that. my God. Things get messy out there, uh, right? I, that's what you said. In the bathroom. Opie finished that damn ravioli. <laughs> I know you're podcasting. <laughs> what? That was the time you were frustrated because I wouldn't eat my ravioli <laughs> that you made. I'm like, dude, I'm, we're trying to podcast, so I'm this not going to eat. This guy's deeper the... on the spectrum right. than the mountain climber. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to eat the ravioli until the podcast is done. And you were getting frustrated. I wasn't eating the ravioli. So this is like a musical recap. It's very accurate. We're yeah. getting to the end. Thank God. And don't brag about your hog while you're peeing. Don't brag about your hog while you're peeing. I wasn't bragging about my hog while I was peeing. You were just like, yo, my hog. You were saying uh, maybe I did. Yeah, like it was like All the right. size of the tree or something. Yeah, probably. And you start peeing uh, everywhere. Nah, in the woods. A, All, right. All right, I got a hammer. What Good are you going to do? Hammer All time. Right. Oh, you're peeing. <laughs> Carl, Carl, you got some impressive numbers in this joint. Not a lot. Even if they were all dogs. Even <laughs> if they were all dogs. I know you ain't picky. It's called Ruizen, baby. All right, baby boy. All right, baby. You know what? That was a nice little song. All right, he baby. won me over. He won me over. That was all a right, nice baby. Song. Thank you for the creepy cabin song. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Even if they were all done. Opie <laughs> ravioli with the hogs taking a pee. <laughs> the time they were gonna <laughs> take water pills. <laughs> Tampons in the bathroom. <laughs> and podcasts <laughs> with boners. <laughs> Genesee in the free. Carl is bad. I don't be like the founder. Carl! Opie got oh. a brand new mattress <laughs> that he never opened. I love you, purple mattress. <laughs> Big fan. A for effort. Uh, A for effort for that guy. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll do Yelp reviews next. You, you've been turning me on to Yelp reviews of Chinese restaurants in North Carolina, right. and I've been 
die. It's literally like my little, my little, They're my little hilarious. project. The one about the guy complaining about water. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> we save those, bro. All right, let's that's see. how we're gonna open a pod. We'll open a pod. We'll tease. All right, we'll open the. Opie pod and Carl that. read Yelp reviews from Chinese restaurants in North Carolina. In North, and I have some. No, there's one there from Alabama and one from Mississippi. Oh, really? I just picked the deep south and go to like food that's confusing them. And they, and they run the gamut. One guy's mad that his sushi was cold. What? Oh, dude. I know the rice is supposed to be warm if you're in a it's really good It's not really joint. necessarily. It could be room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> These people are so ignorant. <laughs> and what was the, uh, the Mountain Dew one? Let's tease them. We'll read that one. Yeah? Read that one. You want me to pull it up? All right. You got it? But I want you to read. This will be a tease because we're going to do a whole We're uh, going to do a whole thing. And if you guys right, have any right. good Yelp reviews, if you can find oh, any. Oh, that's a great way yeah. to do this. Yes. So, you know what? Uh, we got a Facebook group now. The Pod Squad. I'm on Facebook. No, 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 no. It's uh, the Facebook group. It's really important because they can leave these really good Yelp reviews, and we'll collect them for for a podcast. Oh, uh, the Facebook group is Opie Radio Podcast. But Carl sent me a couple. Let me just find the one, and then we'll we'll wrap up, Joey. I promise. Food was good, but a little pricey. Service was not good. <laughs> Wait, staff did not understand me. <laughs> Yeah, this is the one. I asked for Mountain Dew, and they gave me Mellow Yellow without telling me. <laughs> this is my Yelp review voice, by the way. I hope, you, I hope you enjoy it. Carl! They are not interchangeable. <laughs> Mountain Dew and Mellow Yellow, is they're not interchangeable. When I pointed this out, they did not offer to take the mellow yellow off the bill. <laughs> the receipt even said Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking gem. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, man. So everybody, look at your worst Yelp reviews, and, and, and I'll give you guys a trick yeah. with Yelp. Okay. Uh, you go, you pick the restaurant, so you go, you pick any state, yeah. you put like Tennessee, Chinese. Okay. Then you keep scrolling until you see like a two-star restaurant. Sure. Or a three-star restaurant. Right. And then you go down to all the end of the reviews. Okay. And you say, um, non-recommended reviews. Okay. So even Yelp knows that you're off the fucking reservation, and it hides them in a se second page, and you go there, and the gems. And you know these people mean it, too. They are dead. This is dead Everyone that works in the restaurant people. industry understands there's assholes that are just being dicks, but these are the ones that people really mean it. Yeah, this, these people are they, mentally ill. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you right now, they're mentally ill. Yeah. All right. Oh, the rusing uh, T-shirts and hats. They love it on the, the Facebook group. Oh, good. Uh, Did anybody buy one? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Rusing shirts and hats are now available at opiradio.com. And like I've been tweeting out, uh, proceeds go to uh, Carl Ruiz so he could continue his lavish rusing yes, lifestyle. Absolutely. Opiradio.com for your rusing t shirts and hats. All right, we're going to get out of here. You want to promote anything there, uh, Chef Carl Ruiz from the Food Network? Absolutely not, man. Just here for fun. Sabor uh, Chef on the Instagram. His Instagram, Instagram game is strong. Sabor Chef. Check me out. All right, uh, Joey. That's it. Wrap it up. You got it, guys. <laughs> you think Joey uh, masturbates when he's watching documentaries? I'm sure if it's like a Buddy Holly one. Now <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill me. <laughs> Go ahead, laugh. Laugh, laugh. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, you're funny. That's a good one, Carl. No, I'm not going to kill you. But guys, if I am going to masturbate to any documentaries, it's going to be HBO's Real Sex. Come on. It's right there on demand. But I am going to let listeners know that that Siggy Sour song is definitely going to be part of that montage I did on that last episode when we said goodbye to the creepy cabin. I'm going to put it up on SoundCloud. Just go to joeysalvia.com, click my SoundCloud link at the top corner, and it's yours. You can download it and have the whole thing. Don't forget to leave five stars for this fabulously entertaining podcast at Apple Podcast. Leave us a review, even if you don't like it. Just leave us five stars. Greg and Carl took care of most of my plugs. I'll let you know to follow me on Spotify. You can stream my songs for free there. Just look for Joey Salvia. And once again, from the Westwood One Podcast Network, thank you for subscribing to this free podcast we call Opie Radio. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.